I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcast, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. Uh, we are continuing our, I, we'll call it a month, month-long journey through the world of J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, to you casuals out there, Lord of the Rings. Uh, but we're going a little farther than that. Uh, we brought you State of the Franchise. Last week, we took a deep dive into our favorite weapons from throughout Tolkien, uh, specifically the movies. And this week, we're we're couching this topic within Lord of the Rings. But we're going to introduce what will become a brand new recurring topic that I am pumped about. Uh, but before we get to that, let me introduce to you my co-hosts, the people who will be sharing in this fun uh, trial experience. First of all, my right-hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the Talk Nerdy To Me network. Like the Highlander, there can be only one host of the fastest-growing show on the Talk Nerdy To Me network, House Rules. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him, he's going to learn you something fun today. Commander Scott. I, I feel like your introduction of me as the only host of House Rolls is 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 not coincidental. I, I'm just saying it feels on it's only in there because I know it bugs you. <laughs> okay. So if I was to say to you this this is something that popped up in my my feed this week. I know we we did the my new book last week, but but we're gonna take a break from the book because I don't want to overwork the book. Um, if, we're not going to uh, roll a random page number again. We're not going to roll a random page number this week. Uh, if I was to if I was to mention to you something called the Bikini Atoll, would you have any idea what I'm talking about? I do, yes. but I want to make dumb jokes so bad. That's um, it's that one spot bikini. you can't quite shave in your bikini line, so you have to yeah. call your roommate in, right? The <laughs> no, no, that's not it. It's uh the Bikini Atoll is um that place over in the mall, next to like Spencer's <laughs> Gifts that you don't. You don't go in like that. You definitely you don't want to go there and get anything pierced, dude. They only see, have one gun. They don't clean it. See now, now I now oh now now I really want a store in the mall called the Bikini Atoll because <laughs> <laughs> that's just awesome. So, in all seriousness, though, do do, do you know what an atoll is? A yes. lot of people don't. It's okay. Um, I so do actually. Atoll is, you, you do okay. Enlighten us. It's uh, it used to be an island. And it's a large lagoon, and there's like a ring of um, land around it. Basically, it is 
a volcano that sort of collapsed on itself and has now filled in with water. Well, basically. Yeah, you're 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 not entirely wrong because most of the atolls did did in fact form that way. That that's very true on what the atolls were. But 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 an atoll is basically it's a it's a small island esque formed sandbar. I mean, like literally just a couple of miles. So it's not like a full island. It's yeah. just it's it's just a small beachhead basically in the middle of the ocean. So I learned of this place called the Bikini Atoll. I'm sorry, you're both wrong. An atoll is the uh, place that Kevin Costner goes to in Waterworld to trade with other people. Sorry, you're both way off. (laughs) Sorry, continue, Scott. All right, we're we're just going to skip past that. Uh, It's okay, we can fix that in post. Um, (laughs) Mutation! Sorry. Between 1946 and 1958... There's a place in the Bikini Atoll, or the place in the Marshall Islands called the Bikini Atoll, in which the United States detonated a total of 23 nuclear weapons. It was a nuclear test site. Um, uh, Tests occurred at seven different sites along the reef itself, on sea, in the air, and underwater. Uh, The test weapons produced a combined fission yield of 42.2% megatons of TNT equivalent explosive power. And of course this happened during during the the uh um uh cold war uh, and everything. Uh and there was a couple of nuclear disasters in the area and it irradiated like a shit ton of the area because of all all the the nuclear blasts that went off. However, the reason and and, and the fact that the Bikini Atoll exists at all, and, and we, we detonated 23 nuclear weapons uh, over a, a 12-year period there, if, if that's not uh, nerdish enough, the reason I bring this up is because if you watched a cartoon in the 90s called SpongeBob SquarePants, which takes place in Bikini Bottom, it actually takes place underwater at the bikini atoll and the reason that all of these things are in in canon for uh the 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 cartoon the reason they are as sentient as they are is because of the radiation from the fallout from the nuclear testing so spongebob squarepants is a 90s cartoon version of the core premise of the uh um uh godzilla story arc my mind just had its own bikini atoll inside of it from that fact. So it's a, uh, it's a yeah. cuts, God. Wow. That is. And, and not the last time we'll talk about SpongeBob on this show. Oh, now I'm intrigued. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> so thank you for that, Scott. Now we all know how a yellow porous sponge became sentient. And also uh, where Godzilla came from in the shitty 90s remake. Thank you. <laughs> All from one bikini at all. Gojira. No, um, Gojira. Um, Godzilla in the originals was from uh, uh, radiation dumping. It was from nuclear waste. It wasn't but from nuclear experience, but it was from radiation poisoning of the area. Yeah. Toxic, but toxic waste. Not from the bikini at all. Not from Bikini at all. No, that, no, no, that's what I. 
in, in the 90 reboot, it's, they specifically mentioned the Bikini Atoll. Oh, really? See, I, you know, in the opening I, credits. Yeah. I, I only saw uh, the, the 90s uh, uh, movie in the theaters. I've never seen yeah. it since. So. That's enough. You're good. <laughs> you saw uh, Jurassic Park. You're good. Now, I do love, I'm sorry, even though that movie does have its flaws, I do love Hank Azaria in that movie because Hank Azaria is awesome in everything he does. I won't argue. Uh, I will, however, introduce our final host for today's show, the man who travels through time and space to bring us the best catchphrases throughout history. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us via the DeLorean, it's the Doc. You are the luckiest, the canniest, and the most reckless man I ever knew. Bless you, laddie. What's that from? Lord of the Rings. Gimli. Oh, okay. I should have known because you had your Scottish accent on. I, and as we established me. last week. If anytime, you're a dwarf, you've got a Scottish accent. Anytime any of us speak as Gimli for more than about three words, it just turns into Scottish. <laughs> Scottish. Sorry. <laughs> Scottish. Well, I, I was going to say earlier in relation to Scott's fact, um, I went to Bikini Atoll once and then I had to go to the doctor to get a cream for the. I told you not to get your thing pierced at Bikini Atoll in the mall, man. It was... <laughs> oh, it's funny when you hit the wrong one a couple times first. <laughs> I am the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. That wasn't the wrong one I intended to hit. <laughs> Nailed it. It's <laughs> uh, across right. from the pack, son. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Kitty Corner from uh, uh, the pretzel shop. <laughs> ah, Sam Goody. <laughs> Suncoast movies. Um, oh, so, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I was going deep cut on that one. Speaking right, of deep on. cuts. <laughs> our, our topic for today, uh, without leaving the realm of Lord of the Rings, uh, is something that I believe was the brainchild of Jay. And I say believe because in our group texts, I forget who says what. I'm pretty sure it was Jay's idea. If not, I'm giving him credit for it anyway. It's a variation on recast. Would you, you've seen people who list several places. You know, hey, recast this movie or this play or this story. And, and who would you put? Well, it's it's a variation on that. It's a very specific variation on that. Jay, do you want to tell us what it's called? It's called... An urbanization. And I can already hear some of your butts puckering like, what? It's, it's what, guys? No, no, no. Don't worry. It's a pun. The best kind of pun. Because this very specific recasting, this urbanization, has one very simple rule. And that is, within your recasting of whatever it is you're working on, you must include Carl fucking urban which is his full name because we all know that carl urban is the bacon of actors he makes Whatever. everything better yeah i thought sprinkle him on it I, a big helping of it I, I thought kevin bacon was the bacon of actors no not, not, carl, urban. Urban. not anymore carl urban <laughs> carl urban so so we have to remake every kevin bacon movie with carl urban in there i'm, in I'm okay with that yeah, yeah i'm down yep. 
Can we start Could you imagine tremors? him in Tremors? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I beat Jay by like two seconds. Uh, in case some of you are unaware, you probably already know him. He was Aomer in Lord of the Rings. Hey, look at that. Uh, he was Bones in the most recent Star Trek film. He was John Gwynn in Doom, uh, a.k.a. Doom Guy from Doom. Uh, Billy Butcher in The Boys. He was Judge Dredd in the criminally underrated action movie Dredd. He was Scourge in Thor Ragnarok. I could keep going. It's Carl Urban. If you don't was, know who he is at this point, you'd go discover him. Carl he, fucking Urban. He was old dude and almost human. Which is another criminally underrated project. I love Almost Human. It, it is. Almost Human is great. It's such a crime that uh, uh, it was like true to most things with Fox. It was aired out of order. Yep. Let's screw up the time frame and, and run them out of order because that's what that's that's what Fox is known for. I anyway, so sorry. go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say I remember watching that you know as it was airing and there's an episode where. I forget something happened with was with the wall that separated the, the the city from the wasteland outside, and somebody said something. I'm like, wait, did, didn't they find that out last episode? What? Huh. Hey, what was? I'm confused. Yeah, uh, great show. Uh, if you never caught it, uh, sci-fi detective procedural buddy cop thing. Uh, anyway, so today, here's how this is going to happen. We are recasting Lord of the Rings in our hypothetical situation. Today, now, 2022, we are remaking or or readapting or whatever, making our own version of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, specifically because, you know, this is one of the franchises that has, like, the biggest cast in the history of, of movies. We're limiting ourselves to the Fellowship itself, just the nine members of the Fellowship. Uh, we might sprinkle a few in here and there as we go because it's us and we can't help ourselves. But within that list, you must have Carl Urban cast somewhere in there. So uh, here's how we're going to do this. You know Carl Urban is coming. We've told you. We should have prepped you. We should have warned you. His name is in the name of the topic, urbanization. Carl Urban is coming somewhere. That being said, we're going to take this one member at a time and we're going to go through each member of the fellowship and talk about who we would cast, why, uh, debate about it, call each other idiots for taking our picks and whatnot. So that's how we're going to do this. Here we go. Starting um, it off. Yes. I, I was just going to throw this out there. I know we talked about it earlier, uh, but I kind of want to I kind of want to start with my first one on my list. OK, because um, it, and it's not Aragorn, but uh, uh, I wanted to throw this out there because I, it's it's one that I think is interesting and I want to hear your guys take on it. OK. Start us if out. that's if that's okay yeah okay so in my recasting i thought a long time about this and i'm starting with gandalf okay and my recasting of today for gandalf is probably one of my favorite method slash character actors out there because he is the chameleon of acting this guy can do a lot Gary Oldman. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> now, is that all you fucker as in you took mine or all you fucker? That's great. Yeah, you took mine. Oh, you fucker. Yeah, you fucker. I agree, though. God, Gary uh, Oldman. Oh, my God. I thought about this so long. And this is the one thing. I don't know, Scott. You might agree with me. You might disagree. The one thing that stuck in my head about Gary Oldman as Gandalf 
is that scene on the bridge of him just screaming, you shall not pass. <laughs> like, See, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can see it. Don't get me wrong. No, no, yeah, no you're yeah. right. I, I can see it. But when I, when I was thinking uh, character actors and, and somebody who could pull off Gandalf and everything, um, I was actually thinking uh, a. I was I was hearkening back to a very very eclectic and little known Gary Oldman movie, Dracula. No, even even more eclectic than that. Johnny Rotten. No. Oh. Um. Uh, give me just a second to pull the, up the exact title because I, I I was from uh, True Romance. No, I always screw up the uh, the title here. Um, uh, yeah, um, I always screw up the title. I'm sorry. Um, so Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead from 1990. I love that. I love that movie. It's a great movie. I always mess up the the, the thing. But the reason I brought it up is because there's a lot of uh, the reason I, I the reason I, I cast Gary Oldman was twofold. One is because of this movie because there's a lot of underrated dialogue in this movie where it's just Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. They're talking back and forth conversationally, um, and and Gandalf has a lot of that 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 underrated dialogue, especially like when they're outside. Uh, Moria, and he's trying to figure out how to open the 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 door to Moria. Speak, friend, you know, and 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 enter. And uh, he can't figure out the riddle. Of course, Frodo figures out the riddle, but um, but he's kind of mumbling to himself. So so the so his his demeanor in this movie lent itself to that, and also his his ability as a character actor is golden. And and I cite my second. Uh, source for that which was um uh uh shit uh the movie about um uh winston churchill i think it's just called is it just called churchill tower oh darkest, darkest tower. tower yeah uh because i watched that movie and after i got done watching that movie I, no going into this movie knowing nothing about it i just saw the movie and i'm like oh hey i, I think i'd like to see this and then i saw the credits and i'm like gary oldman where the fuck was gary oldman in that movie did not know he was Winston Churchill. Because all I saw was Winston Churchill. Gary so, Oldman's ability to lose himself in a role is unprecedented. Uh, anytime you want to talk about range in an actor, just list off the credits Gary Oldman's had. It's it's it puts anyone else to shame. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he will he, he is still the most comic book accurate Gordon we've ever gotten in a Batman movie. Oh, God, yes. Uh, down to the mustache. Uh, I mean, literally he 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 fucking nailed it. Um, and, and we can sit here, we can do fill an entire show just with Gary Oldman's amazing performances. So needless to say, great pick, both of you. We, we may have to add Gary Oldman as bonus points for the urbanization. <laughs> bonus for having him. Okay. <laughs> and and I, so. I'm actually very thankful that you guys both picked one because I was the opposite. I am incredibly indecisive between one of two actors. Okay. Uh, okay. But before we transition, anything else? Any other Gary Oldman stuff? I don't want to. I don't want to cut that short. No, I was just like. Okay. No, great pick. Yeah. He and like I said, the one thing that sticks in my head is that scene in Moria. Like, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jay, because that is literally my starting point for casting Gandalf. Is he has so many uh, lines, and again, I, I was thinking of the original movie trilogy. 
Uh, yeah, because that's where my mind goes first, not the books. Sue me, I don't care. Um, so some of those iconic lines, and I was like, I want to hear an awesome voice delivering these lines. And that was kind of my starting point for casting. And it led me to some weird places. So you want to talk range. How about someone who's equally well-known for some of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made and also the voice of a recurring character on the most popular children's cartoon show ever known? Stephen Hawking. No. Someone who can go from the voice of Lex Luthor to the voice of Surtur from Thor Ragnarok to the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. Yes, I'm talking about Sergeant Zim. I'm still leaning towards Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Sergeant Zim and the Kurgan himself, Clancy Brown. Ooh. Oh. Here's 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 what. First of all, I just got done watching Dexter New Blood, and Clancy Brown has aged gracefully, but he's very full, white haired already. White hair. He's got a big beard in Dexter New Blood. Big white bushy beard, and that voice screamed you shall not pass in that clancy brown voice dude i get goosebumps just thinking about it that's it i like that i like it he's the same age uh that ian mckellen was when he started the role of of uh clancy brown 61 ian mckellen was 60 when he started shooting so uh, they're they're right about that same age range uh and and i mean it's it's clancy brown right you, you know you know so when i when i picture clancy brown and, mm-hmm. and you, you, obviously that voice comes in first because you, you got to love that voice of his. Um, but you're right. I, I think the Kurgan, obviously, because of the era I grew up in and who I am and stuff. But I just I just Googled uh, a picture of Clancy Brown Dexter to, to, to yeah. see, get the visualization. And oh, my dear Lord. Yes, that the way he looks with that white hair, white beard uh, and everything and. And with that voice screaming there, or, or screaming is the wrong, bur- wrong word, but projecting you shall not pass, standing against the Balrog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and again, he, he's played some really fun roles in some iconic movies, but he's also done some great drama. Uh, he was Captain Hadley in Shawshank Redemption. Like, this is a guy who, again, I bring these roles up, uh, and I kind of cherry-pick the ones I named because to demonstrate just the full range that he has. And the fact that he's done so much voice work means he can throw his voice in pitch up and down, uh, depending on what the scene calls for. So he can play some of those more quiet moments where it's just, you know, him and Frodo in the cave talking about, you know, uh, Gollum and whatnot. And he can have those big booming voices when he needs to, uh, you know, the do not take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. Like, just, ah, like, I, I don't know. And it's okay. weird because it's like, okay, I'm casting an American as Gandalf. That feels weird somehow. But yet also, I feel like it works. I don't know. So so that begs the question, John. Yes. Because yes. I have to add, I love the Clancy Brown pick. And honestly, for me, and I'm going to say, you know, I picked Gary Oldman. That is honestly a toss-up between the you, two. Dude, you can't argue with Gary Oldman. Like, you can't. Like, like I think Clancy Brown would be great. But if you tell me Gary Oldman, I'm like, oh, well, fair. It's Gary Oldman. <laughs> Okay, so I have to ask the question: Who was the other choice against Clancy Brown? I feel less good about this choice now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I'm not sure why this name popped up in my head, but it did, and I'm like, I kind of want to see it. 
someone known for playing loads of Shakespearean roles, Macbeth, Hamlet, um, Henry V, my personal favorite. Uh, he's also known for uh, some sort of out there roles. Uh, he's probably best known as Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter. Uh, on this show, we know him as Dr. Arliss Loveless. Everyone, please stand up and be counted. Kenneth Branagh. Holy <laughs> shit. So I'm going to take it away now. <laughs> Holy shit. So, first of all, you're right. I hate him as Gandalf. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, second so of all, I did not realize that that was the same person, Gilderoy Lockhart and, and Dr. Loveless. <laughs> I didn't either. I'm I'm blown away now. Holy cow. Okay. That was my fun fact for the day. That wasn't an actual pick. That was just, hey, did you guys know this was the same person? That's all I was trying to get across there. Yeah. Oh hey, it. so here's my here's here's what I'm gonna say, John. Okay. I like him for the movie, mm-hmm. but not, not as Gandalf. Again, like, I, 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 totally fair. Totally I fair. Kind of, just like just off the cuff sort of comment. He actually would probably make a decent Boromir. We'll get to that. Okay. Anyway, so I just thought I'd. So yeah, that uh, that was my one and only pick for Gandalf, Clancy Brown. Yeah, <clears throat> that's all I. Have. Okay. All right. Hey, I like it. it <laughs> honestly, right? Uh, you know, we were gonna debate. I thought we were gonna debate back and forth about which one was better. You, if you said, and like you said, if you said, "Hey, Clancy Brown is the new Gandalf," I'd be like, "I'm here for it." And it, likewise, if you said Gary Oldman's the new Gandalf, I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to not pick super obvious choices uh, for all of them. I tried to go a little off the beaten path just because Lord of the Rings itself, the original trilogy. Uh, yeah, the, most of the actors in the, the Fellowship were fairly well known now. But at the time, Elijah Wood was your big star. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, at the time he was doing shit like Flipper. So... His star was not exactly rising at the point in time. But so, yeah, I, I tried to go a little outside the box with some of these and not be so obvious. But we'll see how that continues out. But uh, I'm already pumped because we're only one character in and we've already cast Gary Oldman and or Clancy Brown as the same role. So this is uh, going to get weird. I like it. Do you, do you want me to just go down my list or just pick one? We'll just keep going off your list, man. I'll just okay. keep flipping around. So, um. You know, I I kind of when I made the list, I was thinking of like characters in order of them sort of like appearing, not necessarily appearing, but like you kind of meet them. Okay. And I know Gandalf's not the first, but I wanted to get that one out there. So my next one on my list is Frodo. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, who would make a good Frodo? Who's somebody that's a good actor that could sort of carry their own story? Um, You know, maybe not always necessarily be the center of attention but can hold their own when the story is on them and uh my pick for frodo is tom holland yeah that's 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 good for you know yeah he he's got that that kind of youngish baby face because people still think he's like 14 Uh, well he's been playing a teenager for over a decade now (laughs) Uh, I could definitely see Tom Holland in in the role of Frodo. I, that that's a that's a very very good, um, very good solid pick. He he's popular. He he can carry a movie. Um, 
he he's one of those I think like he's one of those actors where I think like if you see his name on the product, you're like, oh, Tom Holland. Yeah, I know who he is. And you kind of like it. So like what Elijah Wood did for the original. He's also. Yeah, yeah. he's very well known for Spider-Man because at this point in his career, that's really all he's gotten a chance to do. Uh, I'm with you. I think Tom Holland's a great actor. I think it'd be awesome to get a chance to let him use his own voice, his own uh, uh, accent in a movie. Because the poor kid gets cast as Americans all the time. Uh, he's so. American. Yeah, I know. We we know he, he's American. He he was born in some nondescript dialect area of America. Mm-hmm, totally. The Midwest. Yeah. The Midwest. Yes, he's from the Midwest. Because okay, actually, you know what really grinds my gears here, guys. <laughs> Spider Man, yeah. Peter Parker, is from Queens. Why does he keep talking like he's a newscaster in the Midwest? <laughs> he should have a thick. Queen's accent. Anyway, um, no, that's what I was gonna say. Is like, isn't it? I, I learned in a movie class one time or something that the Midwestern dialect is the easiest to understand on film. Like, well, I yeah, mean, sort of not script. Well, like, to be fair, Steve Rogers doesn't have a Brooklyn accent. True. You know what else <laughs> really grinds my gears, Scott? Steve Rogers. <laughs> he's from Brooklyn. You, you know, he's from Brooklyn. That's what we need. We need. We now need the Marvel movies with them in correct accents. <laughs> nice. The thick Goodfellas Italian Goomba accent. <laughs> we need Joe Pesci <laughs> as Captain. There's, there's no I'm funny. I'm funny. How? <laughs> I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> Come over so. here and shine my shield. Um. So, no, I, I I'm with you with Tom Holland's casting. Um. I think he'd make a good Frodo. I've got him somewhere else on my list, so I don't want to say too much. Okay. Um, uh, but I don't disagree. All right. Scott? You know, I, I didn't really have a Frodo. Um, I, I got to thinking about this, and I, I really, I don't have a, a lot of conviction on, on casting or recasting for the hobbits themselves. Okay. Um, so so let, me, I, I, let me throw another name at you. All right, go ahead. Uh, I went down a very similar path as Jay. I wanted somebody who is known. And I, again, I ended up casting someone who's known primarily as a child actor, even though they've been acting steadily ever since then. And in some really interesting, fun roles, they've haven't had that, other big role as an adult yet um i almost discounted him just because of the franchise he's known for but i think he's better than that daniel radcliffe aka harry potter oh Uh, don't just think of the kid harry potter look at roles he's done um like on miracle workers or the crazy balls out action comedy Guns Akimbo. He was Igor and Victor Frankenstein. He's done stuff like uh, horror movies in Woman in Black and Horns. He's he's grown into a really accomplished actor, but he hasn't really had that other big movie as an adult to kind of showcase that. Like he popped up as a kid actor. Everyone knows him as that role. Since then, he's been doing really cool indie dramas and in in weird projects because he's already at that age where he doesn't have to worry about money. He can just pick projects because they're fun. So uh, that and the fact that sort of like Tom Holland, he's he's someone who's in his thirties but is constantly cast as younger actors. 
I think Daniel Radcliffe is ready for that big breakout adult role, and I think this could be it. I don't hate it. I I did consider Daniel Radcliffe at some point for something, um, but I just <laughs> never pulled the trigger on it. Um, I'm enough. glad you did. Uh, I like it. That's a I like that pick. Um, I think he would be a very good Frodo. And again, this is the same thing as like what I said before. If you told me, hey, Frodo was Daniel Radcliffe, I'd be like, okay. If you told me Frodo was Tom Holland, I'd be like, okay. So it's not, I'm not very polarized yet. You know what I mean? I don't feel that. I, Tom Holland was also the first name I thought of. But again, I, I don't know. Something just, something didn't feel right putting him in this Frodo. He he will show up later on my list. Uh, Spoiler. But I, I do. Didn't feel right putting him in it at Frodo. I think there's another role that might better suit him, uh, but we'll get to that. So, okay, there's our two picks. Scott, split the difference. Uh, if if I'm going to split the difference just between these two actors, I'm going to give it to Tom Holland. Um, and the reason I'm going to give it to Tom Holland, nothing against Daniel Radcliffe, he he really is great, but I kind of feel like Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood are in the same category, like. <laughs> Like, personally, see, so I, I do completely. I'm sorry. I, I know, but I kind of feel like they were completely interchangeable in the time. And now that I think about it, I kind of want to put Elijah Wood and uh, Daniel Radcliffe both in this recast, but as Marion Tibbins. We could just put Elijah Wood back in his Fredo. He has not aged since he shot the last trilogy, so he would, no one would notice. Scott, I'm, I'm sorry I'm laughing so hard, but... What's funny is, so I I saw this like Reddit post on my Facebook. Yeah. um, uh, Because I'm not actually, I don't look at them on Reddit. They just sort of pop up. And it was something about some sort of movie where uh, Daniel Radcliffe is the villain. And and not not like somebody playing Daniel Radcliffe, but like actual Daniel Radcliffe. And they said, no, no, no. You need Elijah Wood to play Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> and then you need Daniel Radcliffe to play Elijah Wood, who is Daniel Radcliffe's assistant. So, <laughs> it just made me laugh when you were saying they're interchangeable because yeah, it's like like <laughs> they, they kind of are, you know, their age, their their demographic, their their roles, their like one is the Kmart version of the other and I can't figure out which is which. Um <laughs> I kind of give it. I kind of give it to Elijah Wood, you know, as Daniel Radcliffe being the Kmart version because Elijah Wood was in Lord of the Rings. Um, but uh, but I would like. I would kind of put both of. I would love to see both of them in our recast as Marion Pippin to Tom Holland's Frodo. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Now you're just 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 messing the whole of stuff. Look at him jumping whole characters. Well. So, okay, if we want to go down that rabbit hole, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, Jim. No, let's finish out the Hobbits and let's no, do let's it. Let's finish out the Hobbits. Let's do it. Okay, so, um, well, I mean, like, do you want to talk about Marion Pippin or do you want to talk about Sam? Let's, let's do Marion Pippin. Yeah, Marion Pippin. Okay. And I'll, I'm going to jump the order here real quick because I said Tom Holland was on my list somewhere else. I'm going to go ahead and ruin the spoiler for you. Uh, okay. I put Tom Holland as Pippin. Ah. Uh, in my mind... Uh, even though Pippin, uh, Billy Boyd was actually, I think, the oldest actor playing one of the Hobbits in the original. Uh, Pippin is that like jovial, um, most immature of the Hobbits. 
So in my mind, I cast sort of younger for that role. And I think Tom Holland uh, has great comedic talent that he hasn't really gotten to show off a whole lot yet. So I think this is a role that he could easily sink his teeth into because later Pippin does get some much more meteor stuff, but especially in Fellowship anyway, he's he's comic relief. Uh, yeah. He has lines like, you know, this mission, quest, thing. Like, yeah, okay, Tom Holland could nail that. Uh, so that's where I had Pippin. That was Tom Holland. I, I can definitely see Tom Holland as Pippin. Um, you're right. He could. He could. He could let. He would have the the gravitas to give us the the comic relief early, mm-hmm. and then the uh, um, the more serious dramatic turn that um, he pledges himself to Denethor and gets involved in battles and all that kind of stuff. Exactly, and he yeah exactly, and he comes to realize um, the gravity of the events that they're all partaking partaking in more more so than i think than than um uh mary does but uh, he could definitely the hell was that <laughs> cat surprise all right uh, yeah but yes I, I i would agree with that however i i still stand by the the, the three that i've already i got you i got you um, Jay, what did you have for Pippin? Okay, now I'm I'm either gonna raise some eyebrows and you guys are gonna be like, oh, I kind of like that, or I'm just gonna like ruffle some feathers. Either way, Stephen Hawking, the one that I picked. He's for not Pippin. an actor, Scott. I beg to differ. He's in Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> he has a side card hat. He's dead now, but that's okay. Uh. uh... <laughs> We won't hold that against him. Anyway. Yes, Jay. My choice for Pippin is mm-hmm. John Boyega. Hang on. I think I got crickets here somewhere. <laughs> nope, that's not it. <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> A little more ominous than I think we intended, but that works, too. <laughs> Okay. I love John Boyega. I just don't know where to fit him in with this cast, man. Like, I really, honestly, I because he's another name that came up a bunch because he's another actor who needs to get a role where he can use his own accent in. Uh, but I just didn't know where to put him. Okay, and so the reason that I gave him Pippin and is because I was trying to think of two actors that I think would work well together dynamically in that role. Okay. Okay. So when I picked Pippin, I also was like, "Oh, I need to pick Mary." Like, same here. Same here. Like, I picked them both at the same time, and you guys might not think they blend together, but these two, I think, would be an interesting duo to play these two because I feel like they could pull it off as like being these best friend types. Okay. Okay. So my pick for Mary was Nicholas Holt. Beast. Yes. Mm. I could see it. I don't know if I could see it definitely opposite John Boyega. Yeah, I don't get the pairing of those two. Now, now if you said if you said John Boyega and um, Donald Glover, well, there's a duo I would watch. I love Danny Glover's son. He was awesome. Mm. <laughs> no, nope. no. Nope. Okay, now I'm gonna so, fall for that. I'm not going to gooch it up. Okay. <laughs> I I, under, <laughs> I understand that I understand that it seems strange, but like I've seen their interviews on um oh shit I can't think of it the British talk show 
Uh, okay. Guy with the beard. He just they sure. sit on the red couch. Uh, yeah, I anyway. know what you're talking about. You, you see it on the YouTube clips all the time. Yeah. Because the guy has a really, really fun interview process. If there's yeah. some clips, yeah. It's just like it's always like celebrity visits. Anyway, um, and John Boyega is hilarious when he's not like trying to be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> and like I feel like the guy has been kind of like I'm gonna say pigeonholed. Um, oh, he's between... been fucked. You can say it. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he started out with one of the coolest characters in Star Wars, and in the process of a trilogy, they made him stupid comic relief, and then uh, nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You can say it. Right. And so I feel like I feel like he's funny enough to do it, and I think he's got the acting chops to pull it off. And then Nicholas Holt, I think of like he the same thing. Yes, he's Beast from X Men. But I think of him from um, Mad Max Fury Road as as Nux. And he did a great job in that movie. I don't see Nux transferring over to Mary, though. Right. I get what you're saying. Okay. So, I, I was kind of reaching outside the box on hey, these two picks. I'm not going to. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with outside the box. But let me throw a name out to compliment John Boyega that may that you may not think of. Donald Glover. No, but I do like that. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. But what about as as opposed to him? Because because Mary and Pippin do complement each other. They're not exactly the same character. They play off of each other. They they have differences, you know. What about and this just popped into my head while we were talking, John Leguizamo. As Mary? Or whichever one he said that one was not. I forget which one he guessed. Actually, John Boyega is. Yeah, I hate that more than I hate Nicholas Holt. Really? Yeah. See, I love John Leguizamo. Yeah, not in The Lord of the Rings as a a hobbit. And I would love to see John Leguizamo in there. But with the right director, he could elicit the correct correct acting. John Leguizamo is underrated in his range. If there was a three-foot demonic clown in Lord of the Rings, I would say sure. If, if there was an Italian plumber, I would say go no, for no, no. it. See, once again, you're typecasting him. The man Fine. has more range than he's been able to to demonstrate. I'm just saying. He's also in his 50s. Potato, potato, digital okay. aging shit. It's okay. It's all good. Okay, anyway. yes. Look, I, how, can I give my Mary pick then? Okay, so I said Tom Holland is because I see Pippin as the 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 hobbit who goes through the biggest growth of starting out as uh, immature and and growing into sort of an adult. And to compliment him, uh, his his the other half of his comedy duo is Mary, who I look at, and this is the lens I view the character from anyway. uh, Mary is very much in the first two movies the put upon older brother figure to Pippin. They get into scraps together. They get into shenanigans together. Uh, uh, but Mary's always looking out for Pippin, uh, always cleaning up after his messes. He's the put-upon older brother kind of figure. So to compliment Tom Holland to play the put-upon older brother figure, Taron Egerton from uh, Kingsman and um, um, uh, Rocket Man. He was Elton John in Rocket Man. That's who I cast as Mary. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't cast Mary or Pippin. Um, I, I would have to look him up. Hang on. I don't. I don't have any picks, John, for that. Uh, I, I'll just go with yours. What you said. Um, you you, you don't. 
I'm pretty no. sure you talked about John Boyega for a while. No, no, no. no? That was that was somebody. Imagine that. Yeah. I don't hate John Boyega. Again, great actor, and you're right. Like he definitely deserves a, a decent role. Uh, I think John Boyega is Mary. I can see if you did. And again, I keep throwing this name out there. John Boyega as as Mary and Donald Glover as Pippin. I, I would watch that. OK, I did have. So. Because I, I, I get them interchanged. Like to me, I get them mixed up a lot. And I think I originally did have John Boyega as Mary. OK. And Nicholas Holt as Pippin. But I can't I get them mixed up sometimes. So it's fair enough. But like, like it's all good. Uh, you could do, I mean, if I wouldn't hate to have John Boyega as Mary and Taron Edgerton as Pippin. I don't know. Again, that, that's, I was trying to cast for the duet. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah, older yeah. brother, younger brother kind of dynamic is, is what I was casting in. And, um, that's why I landed on Tom Holland and Taron Egerton. But uh, that is, yeah, that is a good. That's a good. Uh, I like that duo. Yeah, I like. Yeah, so I had to look him up because I don't know the actor's name. But yeah, uh, Taron Egerton. Uh, I think he could. I think he could do either one of those roles very well. But seeing him opposite um, uh, FN two one eight seven, I think would be <laughs> be very well. It's uh, sorry, FN two one eight seven is easier for me to remember than whatever Chef Boyardee's name is. John Boyega. There Boyega? <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, so then the last Hobbit we haven't cast, and I will say this was the hardest role for me to cast in the entire fellowship. Um, well, I mean, how do you follow and, on? And I'm still, I'm still not happy. Sorry, I'm still not super happy with my pick. Well, I mean, how, how do you you know follow on the heels of of Sean Astin? I mean, he 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 did such a beautiful beautiful role with that the 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 earnest uh, that you know the heart that he brought to that role is just uh, I, I, almost uh, unprecedented. So, Listen, how do you, how do you top that? How do you follow that? Listen, you you can't you cannot top Rudy. All right, oh, he's fuck. Rudy. Like fuck Rudy. Because Goonies oh, never say no, die, sir. Scott. Yeah, sir. Goonies, Goonies is his role. I don't give two shits about Rudy. You know what? Rudy is a whiny little bitch, all right? Wow. Rudy. And now we have an episode. Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Fuck that. The I, only I, guy I to be carried off. I want to be football. Shut the fuck up. Go work in the damn mine or coal factory or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, wow. Shots fired. It was a steel mill, wasn't it? Whatever. Good Lord. You know, that's based on a true story. Yes, and he's an asshole. If you read anything about whatever the Rudigard, Rudy, Rudimer, whatever the fuck his actual name is, which is a shitty ass name. After that movie came out, he is a fucking asshole to everybody who talks to him. I will not deign to give him anything that continuously perpetrates his importance in this world. Jesus. Okay, so Samwise Gamgee, uh, such a great <laughs> performance from Sean Astin. Uh, how do you follow that up, Jay? Follow that up. Uh, okay, so like you said, John, I, it was hard to cast. I picked somebody who, again, I thought could carry the character. Um and again, I'm thinking they're going to be Carrie Frodo at one point. Yeah, 
Uh, and I'm thinking they're going to be matched with my Frodo. So my Frodo was Tom yep. Holland. Yep. So the Sam that I picked is um, Eddie Redmayne. Uh, I like Eddie Redmayne. But? I don't know if I would give him. Well, I know I wouldn't give him because I know who I would give to, to, to Samwise. Um, but I'm trying to picture him in, in that role. I hate Eddie Redmayne, just for the record. Oh, <laughs> I right. feel like they should have retroactively taken away his Oscar because the same year he got it for playing, uh, uh, what's his name, in the, um, oh shit, was that uh, the, whatever movie he won for, I forgot what it was now. Uh, he was Stephen Hawking or something. The, the theory uh, of everything. Yeah, what's that same year. Stephen Hawking, see how this works? Okay, there you go. That same year, he was the lead villain in that stupid fucking uh, Wachowski movie. Um, um, the one where Channing Tatum was a dog person, and he's in love with Meg from Family Guy. Oh, um, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter That's the yeah. one. Yeah, that great sci-fi. Yeah, movie yeah. Eddie fun. Redmayne's performance in that should have retroactively lost him the Oscar that year. I forgot he was in that movie, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I just forget that movie exists. It's fucking terrible. I like that movie. Uh, and I, I really am not a huge fan of uh, uh, the... Well, and it, it's not necessarily him in the movies, but I, I also fucking hate the entire Newt's Commander, Fantastic Beasts franchise. It's it's terrible. And by terrible, you mean oh so good and period and... Terrible. Fun not fun, dark, depressing, lost all sense of what makes the Harry Potter universe enjoyable. We're still writing characters in their 30s like they're fucking 12-year-olds and they have crushes on each other. Yeah. Yeah, that series. Fuck okay. you, David Yates. Scott's going to fight Rudy, and right after that, I'm fighting David Yates. So, yeah. so, so, in, so in one pick, I've now triggered the other two hosts. Triggered everybody. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> All right, anyway, Eddie Redmayne. There you go. Those my... Yeah, I mean, I like, like I said... Uh, Obi John and, and I differ on this. I do like Eddie Redmayne. I still don't think I would cast him as as Sean. As, as the only person that can okay, honestly, the only place in the Eddie person Redmayne that can as Sean Aston filming the movie Rudy. This <laughs> <laughs> guy can just beat up one guy. John Sean Aston is Sam. Like he will always be Sam. That's why yeah, I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. And, and and that that's that's kind of like if you were gonna cast if you were gonna recast Lord of the Rings for real, um, that is something that whoever the actor you cast in because you're not gonna cast the actor uh, to play Samwise as Samwise. You're gonna cast the actor against the performance of Sean Astin. Yeah, uh, and it's not fair to whoever you put in that role. Um, so while I would, I think it would be interesting to see Eddie Red, Ed Redmayne's, uh, performance as, um, uh, Samwise, he would, he would, I don't know how he would stack up. So who would you pick, Scott? Cause you said that's not who you would pick. That's not who I would pick. So once again, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go all through, but I tried to hit the hot spots and, and, and come up with somebody for the for the big ones uh, and everything, and of course Samwise, I think is is one of the the mainstays. He's a linchpin in the story because because of his relationship with Frodo and stuff. And and I didn't have a Frodo, so you can take this with a grain of salt comparing against your Tom Holland or um, 
what, Danny Radcliffe? Was that the other yeah. one? Yeah. Um, but I kind of wouldn't mind to see Richard Madden as Samwise. Uh, I know that name. What's he from? Uh, Rob Stark. Looking here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob Stark. Rob Stark. I mean, I know he could easily. So he could easily do um, either Legolas or Aragorn or Boromir in, in, in the Fellowship. He could. But, you know, watching his performances, I think he has the heart. He has that stalwart core that he could bring to Samwise. I love that actor. I just, and again, I, again, this was the hardest part to cast. I don't know if I can see him playing Sam. To me, he's, he's more of a leading man. Uh, and, and, and Sam is the ultimate of supporting characters. Uh, and again, that's not to say I, I'm not thrilled with my choice either. So I don't know, man. Like, I really don't know about this role. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had, again, again, I'm casting to Daniel Radcliffe was my Frodo. Um, so I was looking. Uh, the actor I cast is probably best known for a lot more of his behind the scenes work than his actual on camera work. Um, he. The only role I can, well, there's two, but I don't want to bring one up because it's bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was Chapman in Kong Skull Island. He also did the motion capture for Kong in Kong Skull Island. And he did the motion capture for Koba in War of the Planet of the Apes. And Duratan in Warcraft. Uh, Toby Kebbell was who I wrote down. And even as I was writing it down, I was like, "Eh, eh, eh." sure he could do it, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I see, and and the reason we're having such a problem with Samwise is what would lead me to it would be the crux of my argument that Sam is not a supporting character. I understand your argument when you say he is the the epitome of a supporting character because he literally supports Frodo in his journey. But because of the way he is portrayed in the movies, and once again, I'm going strictly off movies here. I'm not trying to bring books and stuff into this. I purport he is a leading character uh, through the bulk of this story. He's a main character, but he, he is not character. the focus of most of the story. Frodo was the focus not, of most of the story. Not the focus. You know, I, I agree. And, and and his, his entire role is to support Frodo's journey. Yeah, no. He is, he's literally a supporting character. Yeah, yeah. I is, <clears throat> agree with your assessment. Your assessment <clears throat> is wrong. I'm just, just the fact that of, of, because he gets, you know, like, even though Frodo has the ring, because of Frodo's corruption, there is a lot of story that is focused on Samwise because of what he has to do to make sure that Frodo completes his mission in my opinion, it thrusts him from supporting character to main character because it literally is. And I'm going to bring books into this. I just said I was focusing on movies and not bringing books, but I'm going to bring books into this. At the end of the, at the end of what all is said and done, this whole story is being told by Samwise Gamgee to his kids. He is the ultimate narrator of all of this. Um, John. Yes. Is this the guy that says, "Is that a monkey?" It is that guy. Okay. But another Brit doing a bad American accent. Yeah. 
anyway, do bad he was also Doctor Doom and Fant Forstick. Uh, but the less said about that, the better. <laughs> Fant Forstick. Yep. Uh, I like the fact that none of us are very behind our picks. Yeah. <laughs> no one's super happy with these. Um, let's just leave that one up in the air. Uh, Clearly the best choice for Sam is to um, CGI Sean Astin back to being in his 30s <laughs> and just call it that. D-age Sean Astin. Yeah, we don't just, have, I don't even, leave I, Sean Astin. I think we don't even have to de-age Sean Astin. I think we can just have him how he Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, that brings us to our final four of the fellowship. I don't know, Jay. I don't. I don't know how your list is structured. So I don't know who's next. Uh, okay. My next one is the king himself. Uh, the Elvis? the ranger. What do they call him? Strider. No. Yeah. yeah Around these parts, folks call him Strider. Okay. And. This is where we find Waldo. Carl fucking Urban. As Aragorn. As Aragorn. Okay. Putting Carl Urban as Aragorn, huh? Uh, I I debated on it for a long time, but I was like, you know what? Carl fucking Urban could be Aragorn. Oh, most definitely. Hands down. He could pull that off. Uh... No yeah, one's gonna argue against yeah. you with that casting. Yeah, no, exactly. That's... None. So there's my there's my where's Waldo moment for Carl okay. Urban. He is Aragorn on my list. Uh, okay, I did not have him as Aragorn, so I have somebody else in that. Role. Okay, all right. Um, okay. I again, I tried to go a little off the beaten path on this one. Um, this guy has been in huge movies, but he still hasn't quite become like a household name, like that big of an actor. Um, he's a fantastic actor. I think he's right on the precipice of becoming a household name because he's about to take a walk into the MCU. Um, you probably know him best as Poe Dameron from Star Wars. I am specifically casting him because of his performance as, uh, Duke Atreides in this year's Dune movie, uh, because he sports an amazing beard, wears armor, and can use a sword, Oscar Isaac was my pick for Aragorn. Oh, yeah. And now I have to argue against Carl Urban. So yeah. this is going to be fun and ultimately well, pointless. Once again, no, no, no. We don't have to argue against Carl Urban. We all accept Carl Urban. And so. Pretty much in anybody's position of where Carl Urban can be put in any role at any time, anywhere. Agreed. Yeah. And and there we we go. Carl Urban as Samwise. (laughs) Ooh. We did this all wrong. Let's just do Carl Urban as every role. A one man show (laughs) starring Carl Urban and Carl Urban and Carl Urban. And Carl Urban. Exactly. Um, Behind the scenes commentary with Carl Urban playing Carl Urban. Sorry, what are you saying, Jay? I agree. Uh, I don't. I don't hate that pick. He. So I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac in Dune, and I think everyone's probably knows him best as Poe Dameron, where he's playing again, not quite the Aragorn character, but look, it, it, it literally any. Um. First of all. 
uh, he he's he can carry the gravitas of being like that big important role that Aragorn will grow into. Uh, he can also play gruff and grim uh, as as Strider as we meet him in the beginning. Um, and again, seeing him in Dune this past summer um, is sort of what cinched the deal for me. Is like, oh, he would be again maybe not the best, but he would be a really interesting Aragorn. He's also around the same age Viggo Mortensen was when he started the role, uh, which wasn't like a huge thing for me. But like I, I was just out of curiosity because on me, uh, I once I cast everybody, I went back and figured out, OK, how old are they now? And then how old was the person who played them last time when they started shooting? Uh, just to get kind of some of them I'm way off on. Like uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood was 18 and I cast Daniel uh, Radcliffe, who's 32 right now. So some of them way off. Uh, but that one was like within a couple of years. So uh, but yeah, Oscar Isaac was my pick. Damn it. You know what? What? I feel bad that I didn't put him in this somewhere. So, like, I was looking at the picture of Oscar Isaac. Uh-huh. And then I looked in the background. And I'm like, that's fucking Josh Brolin. And now I'm upset that I didn't put Josh Brolin on my list. Anyway. Well, we haven't <laughs> cast Sauron. So. <laughs> so I was just like, man, ah, Josh Brolin. Um, Scott, side anything? note, he, he would also be an OK Aragorn. Uh so I just thought I'd throw that in there. Scott, uh, any nominations for Aragorn? Yes. So okay. I I thought about this for a bit because I, I I didn't have a completely stressful day at work. My my morning before other people got to work was actually pretty pretty decent. Then other people showed up and they they fucked my day over. Um, that happens. That's how I feel when I teach middle school. My day's fine until the students show up. It's great until the kids show up. Yeah. Look, in the wise words of Randall from uh, Clerks, this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. Very true. Uh, so Scott, yeah, go case, ahead. This job would be great if it wasn't for the students. Great. I was I was having a bit of an issue between well, so uh, so first of all, let me back up. I was having an issue, a three way issue. One, Eric. Oh, sexy. Oh, sorry. You said three-way issue. I thought we were going a different direction. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. One, Aragorn. Two, Boromir. Three, where to put a Carl Irving. <laughs> you know, it, it, it kind of comes down to, to that. And I I chose to put Carl Urban in a very eclectic position someplace. The back of a Volkswagen? Wow. Wow. A clerk's we're going to clerks. Not clerks. Small rats. Small rats. Small yeah. rats. yeah, I went there. Wow. All right. Well, mine is firmly in the viewers universe right now. <laughs> so anyway, obviously Aragorn is one of the, the, the obvious places to put Carl Urban if we're going to do an urbanization of Lord of the Rings, even though it's already urbanized. But, you know. Details. That, details. And, and I don't fault you, Jay, for, for putting Carl Urban as Aragorn. I don't fault you at all. That's, that's beautiful. But when it comes to Aragorn, I was kind of leaning toward, uh, and, and I'm going to follow Obi-Jan's uh, suit here uh, in, uh, in, in the Star Wars vein. I was leaning toward Pedro Pascal as Aragorn. Ooh. Uh, oh, that's so good. I'm mad at you for it. Oh. <laughs> the Mandalorian himself. Yeah. Oh, because he's literally he's kind of like in his own series. You know, he he kind of is Aragorn already just in Mandalorian armor. 
yeah, he finally got the sword back in the last season. So yeah, uh, oof, man. Yeah, oof. that's tough. What a what a what a three way decision. I Carl like Urban, all of those decisions. Oscar I want to go. Or, yeah, I want to go. I want to get the the Rick Portal gun and go to a universe where all three of those people play <laughs> that role. Just to compare, contrasting. Yeah, because that that's, that's, that sounds awesome. Uh, I those are solid, solid all around. And I feel like they would each bring their own sort of element to it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think they would portray it so differently. Yeah. Pedro Pascal would nail that earlier that, in the film Ranger reluctant responsibility kind yeah, of version. That, that brooding aspect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course, we have to have a helm where we can't see his face, though. Just, just so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. That's, that's what I was leaning toward. Was was Pedro Pascal for for Aragorn? If we were recasting, I do like that's that good. pick. That's that is good. a good pick. All right. Okay. So on my list, then, that brings us to the other human in the uh, fellowship, which hey, would Jay. be. Yeah. Can I take this one? Sure. <clears throat> so casting my favorite character of the fellowship was really hard for me uh, because I love, I love Boromir. And the only person. I think who should play this role in a modern setting and a modern, a new movie is a man uh, whose acting ability knows no bounds. A man who, as was said earlier in the show is the bacon of the movie world. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and give yourself another little tick mark on your, your bingo board. Uh, my Boromir is Carl fucking urban. Solid choice. He would be a good Boromir. Could you imagine Carl Urban, Boromir, paired with either a Pedro Pascal or an Oscar Isaacs Aragorn. Or playing against himself. <laughs> yes, or playing against himself. He is Aragorn and Boromir. Oh. <laughs> Kissing his own forehead at the end. No, uh, yeah, d- d- uh, look. Um, so obviously the assignment was Carl Urban had to be in here somewhere. That being said, even if it wasn't in here, I still think I would put Carl Urban and I think Aragorn and Boromir are the two like obvious roles for him to take. Uh, maybe not the best, but I think that the two like those are the places where like you say that name and that character and it's just like, yep, that works. Um, Carl Urban's had made a career in playing that type of that strong character, and Boromir is is the flawed hero, the failed hero of the fellowship who, who, who does succumb to the, the, to a degree, uh, the temptations of the ring and ultimately gives his life to redeem himself. Uh, but also carries a lot of importance because he, and throughout the first film, uh, and, and arguably most of the second film is our representation of what the men of Gondor are like. So he kind of carries that. Um, and, and Carl Urban would undoubtedly be fantastic in that role. The only hesitation to put him in as Boromir is that we only get to see him in one movie and that just robs us of moral Carl Urban, but well, but, but, but in, in, in the extended cuts for the other movies, we get to see him quite a bit in flashbacks for two towers. And I think there's like one, maybe two scenes, I think in, in return of the King and the extended there's a, cuts. there's a big one at the start of return of the King. Yeah. 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 So, so there is opportunity and, and since everybody should only be watching the extended cuts of these movies, um, because if you're just watching the theatrical cuts, uh, you're a pussy. 
Um, I was uh, just going to rewrite Lord of the Rings so Boromir comes back to life too. <laughs> too much. I had to swim upstream. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. That's exactly how I was going to write it too. Uh, so I. It's funny. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of silly with my pick now. As you should. How dare you? Wait, who is it? But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you made us follow Gary Oldman, so. <laughs> okay, this is true. That's very true. Um, So I picked somebody that I was like, okay, he's got some flaws. He's not a perfect character. Uh, Like you said, he he sort of redeems himself at the end. Or not sort of, he does redeem himself. Um, so my pick for Boromir was, uh, Sebastian Stan. Ooh. That's a, that's good a good old bucket. Pick. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. I could, I could definitely see him doing the, the whole losing it, you know, losing the temptation against the ring and then redeeming himself right there at the end and, and saving, uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. And especially and, if he's. Playing against in Jay's universe, Carl Urban as Aragorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that those two would do well together as not opposing, but you know what I mean, sort of opposing uh, frenemies. Yes. Um, I just I really like Sebastian Stan. I think he does a good job. He's the only thing I know him from is basically as Bucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, until Disney like, announces they're just going to cast him as young Luke Skywalker. Right. Any Which day would now. be awesome. Uh, yeah. That would be awesome. Young Luke Skywalker. Uh, but I thought that this would be a good opportunity for him to sort of flex his acting muscles a little bit more and get a role that wouldn't be just being Bucky, you know, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I like him as an actor. I think he does a really good job. And it's it wouldn't feel i mean i don't want to say it wouldn't feel bad to not see him again in the other movies but it wouldn't be like losing carl urban you know well if you if if you wanted to see him as something other than the winter soldier we could cast him in a period world war ii movie about the war in the pacific and he could be the summer sailor jesus christ I see what you did there. I don't oh. think that's quite how it works, but hey. I, I would also I would also watch that movie. So I'm hey. not gonna the, hey, the Pacific Jay, in, it was in, in Viet the Pacific the, in Vietnam, right? The doc <laughs> the doc was indisposed. Somebody had to do the doc joke. Again, I would also watch that movie, so I'm really not gonna give you a hard time. <laughs> the, yeah, the the Pacific takes place in Vietnam, right? <laughs> it does. They should really put a map in here somewhere. <laughs> they should. That would that would help immensely. Uh, Sebastian Stan is a solid choice, man. Uh, no, I I can see that. And uh, again, yeah, I want to take my portal gun and go see that that movie. Yeah. So Scott, top not, that. No. Not who I was going with for Aragorn, but. but I mean Boromir. I'm sorry, Boromir. Yeah, sorry, Boromir. So, so Jay. The doc was going with he he was he was casting his choice off of Boromir's redemption scene. You know, there at the end where he's failed his test, he's you know he was going to succumb. He tried to get the ring, 
Uh, he knew he wasn't worthy, and at the end, he he rallies his core character, you know, and 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 holds true uh, to the fellowship. Holds true to the fellowship. That's what he was going for, and Sebastian Stan would do that. That's not the Boromir I was picturing in my head when I was trying to pick a Boromir. I was picturing the 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 headstrong. Um, I I need to be true to my father and to Gondor and to my family legacy. The, all of the elements that that leads to him um, failing his test, you know, with the ring and everything. And I went with for Boromir. I went with Henry Cavill. Not a bad choice. That's what, because I think he could play that whole thing very well. I think he could do the redemption arc very well as well. I don't know about as good as Sebastian Stan, but you know, seeing seeing him in that that gruff. I know he did the the whole uh, the Superman thing, and I and, and I still yeah, think I, I can't see a Superman with a sword. I just don't get it, man. I just I don't see it. Uh, well, side note: Have you guys watched The Witcher? It shows awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, wait, that's he, the same he, person? What? Wait, wait. He did a, he did a, Scott? He, he did a medieval fantasy thing? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, oh, feel I like... thought I was being completely original in, in, in this but are you Are you being serious right now? I can't tell, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I know that Henry Cavill is the Witcher. Okay, because like, yeah. I know you've watched at least one episode of The Witcher. <laughs> no, I, I, Scott, that doesn't mean you put two and two together. <laughs> You also watched all of Darkest Hour and didn't realize it was Gary Oldman. Nope, not at all. But no, no, you're, you're right. And, and, and but I do realize that yeah, he did The Witcher, and that was kind of one of the things that yeah. I was scouring was. I was just making a bad joke that doesn't edit. The fact that he's The Witcher does not at all in my book I mean he couldn't be. And and yes, Hen, Henry Cavill is right up there with like Pedro Pascal. I'll watch him do anything. So yeah. I can't really argue against that choice. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's where I went. But once again, my, like I said, when I was trying to think of somebody, I was trying to think of that that brooding, um, uh, at war with himself aspect of Boromir. God, so hold on, your your Aragorn was Pedro Pascal. So in your yeah. movie, it's Pedro Pascal and Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah. we. I'm just going to throw this out there. All right. I think we've moved past the Mary Pippin and Sam <laughs> debacle. And like, I think we've redeemed ourselves with our picks for Aragorn and Boromir. Well, until you said that. <laughs> oh, we still have Gale. We have Gimli and Legolas. And if there is any couple to cast in this movie harder <laughs> than that. Uh, all right. No. Uh, yeah. Henry Cavill, both uh, Sebastian Stan, Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think I, I definitely see one playing certain aspects of the character easily more than other aspects. But again, that's what acting is for—is to rise to the occasion. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um. So, speaking of Legolas and Gimli, yep. Who's first? Uh, Legolas is on my list first. Well, actually, all right. Actually, hang oh, on. Nope. Wait, wait. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw down my, uh, my, my veto card. Okay. Uh, that I get You're Don Vito Corleone. Yep. My Vito Corleone card. Um, because if we're gonna start, if we're gonna go into the the uh, the the Gimli and Legolas uh, couple cast, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I've got to start because for me, Gimli was my Carl Urban. Hey! Hey, there he is. Three in a row. There he is for me. Um, Bingo, kids. Yeah, I know. I mean, so, and the reason I cast him as Gimli is twofold. One, I love dwarves. I love anything dwarves when it comes to fantasy, and I think Gimli is an awesome character, and John Reese Davies did a beautiful job. But, but if you look at the the visualizations of the dwarves in the Hobbit trilogy, they are very much cast against type for the, for the characters in the Hobbit trilogy. They kind of redefined a little bit, in my opinion, how dwarves are thought of. Now, you get to the end of the Hobbit trilogy and Billy Connolly comes in and he just completely reinforces that dwarven uh, idiosyncrasy. Um, But if you take... uh, What's his name that plays... um, um, Shit, I can't remember the the leader's name right now. Thorin Oakenshield? Yeah, Thorin Oakenshield. So, none of those dwarves in that movie... Uh, match really the descriptions except maybe Bomber from the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thorin Oakenshield is nowhere near the description of Thorin Oakenshield in the books, but he looks beautiful on screen and he does great. And if you take that new rede- redefinition of what a dwarf should look like, because Gimli, John Reese Davies in the original trilogy, is very much your archetypical dwarf. Mm-hmm. And I love him for it. But if you take what came after in The Hobbits and you redefine that and you kind of apply that to Carl Urban as Gimli, I would love to see Carl Urban's Gimli with that veneer brushed over him. Look, if the boys has taught me anything, um, that Carl Urban only gets better with a beard. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found there in two things is that Carl Urban is better with a beard and Seth Rogen should not make superhero uh, uh, drama. But other than that, <laughs> no, um, yeah, you're right. They, they yeah. and, and even if you watch the behind the scenes stuff for Hobbit, like they intentionally cast against type for some of the Hobbits. Yeah, uh, they, they constantly give and I forget the actor's name, but the, the guy who plays um, Killy, they constantly give him a shit for being the heartthrob of of the dwarven party yes. he is a very uh, elvish dwarf yes yes <laughs> the the beards get shorter and shorter and they get handsomer and handsomer um but yeah no uh carl urban would be a, a great as as gimli there, there there's so many especially if you look at stuff like bones uh or carl urban's portrayal as bones from star okay. trek where he has that like stubbornness like i can see that in gimli i can see that like dialed up to 11 with yep. a Gimli, uh, that would be awesome. Um, so Scott, I'm yeah. gonna sort of, I'm gonna sort of jump turns here. I know I'd probably go to John, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw mine in because I did typecast. Um, oh, I typecast the shit out of Gimli. Okay. <laughs> okay. So did I, and now I'm getting scared. He's about to steal mine. Okay. Uh, so my Gimli choice was, uh, and I'm gonna, I am gonna butcher this. Uh, Christopher Hivjo. Hivju, okay, better known as Tormund, Tormund Giants Bane from Game of Thrones. Stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brand new. Sorry, um, uh, <laughs> Jay, 
That was my original choice before I switched it. I was like, I was like, I could not think of his name, and it took me forever. And I was like, ah, Giants Bane, Torment, yeah, that's Torment right, Giants Bane. And so I looked up his name, and I was like, ah, God, he'd be a great Gimli. Just look at him; he's perfect for Gimli. Because like, yes, he would. I, I like my Gimli very John Reese Davies like, uh, you know, sort of gruff, big beard, long hair. Um, we basically could, just want him to play Tormund, but just shorter. Right. A like, short and, Tormund. And I can imagine Tormund carrying five axes, you know, i.e. The, the, the conversation we had last <laughs> week. Uh, the, so. the look, I want him to repeat lines from Tormund about, like, the big lady, but say them to Galadriel as Gimli. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, I like. I gotta find this guy. Oh, there he is. Torment. Okay, I've got him here. Hang on. Let me... Game of Thrones. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> right? He, he brings like... his own beard, too. Yes. He does. And, like, I, I could not picture anybody else. And but, uh... my when I cast Gimli, so, like, it's kind of like what I did before. When I thought of Gimli, I was also thinking of Legolas. So when we get to Legolas... Yeah, it'll all make sense. But uh, no, dude, great pick. Yeah, so, Gimli, I was, I was like, he's got to be Tormund. So just looking at him, though, you know, I know we're not casting this movie or this series, but I really want to see him now. Although he would make a good Gimli, I want to see him now as Thor and Oakenshield. Okay. Yeah, I, he just has that look. I mean, the man was born to play a, a standard uh, Tolkien esque. Um, European medieval high fantasy D and D dwarf. Like, no, this guy he was born to play any medieval sort of warrior. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he was a dwarf, if he was a human, if he was an elf. He'd be a hell of an elf. <laughs> like, he doesn't have the looks, know. but like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about elf. Okay, you know what I mean, though. Like, he, maybe, maybe a woodland elf. I don't know. He. <laughs> He'd be a hell of a character to have in any like fa- high fantasy type movie. Just Dude, give yeah, the guy no. a sword or an axe or even a mace, yes. a spear. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I know his name is Christopher, but he's Tormund. He'll always be Tormund to me. So, um, no, great pick. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And literally, literally until about 24 hours ago, I had the same person written down. <laughs> wow. And I literally stumbled across my this person, my my now new pick, uh, when I was looking up other actors. And it's one of those things where as soon as that name and this character were said in the same sentence, I was like, yes, now, please, I want that. And I'm mad we haven't gotten it yet. He has over 260 credits to his name, so I really had to whittle it down. I'm going to tease this out. I'm going to I'm going to pull peacock and tease this out you know him from bit roles in big movies like pacific rim you know him from supporting roles in television shows like sons of anarchy and if you don't recognize him you still know him because he's fucking hellboy my gimli is ron perlman oh stephen hawking <laughs> ron perlman oh okay ron perlman is gimli I don't hate it. Take any line Gimli has in any of the films and say it in Ron Perlman's voice. Uh, uh, Again, I'm sorry. I am absolutely typecasting the stereotypical Tolkien dwarf, but it's Ron Perlman. 
<laughs> I don't hate it. I don't. I could. I yeah. I can see it. I, I'm not saying it can't, but I'm not seeing it. I would rather see Ron Perlman as as Boromir if I was going to cast him as anything. That's just me though. But I, once again, it's Ron Perlman. He can do pretty much any damn thing. But eh. If if I don't hate it, John. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I can see it. It can't all I be can't. Clancy Brown. I get it. I understand. Right. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, Clancy Brown as Gimli would be okay, too. Why, why have we not gotten a Clancy Brown-Ron Perlman movie of any kind? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just, those, Just two those two deep voices together. That being said, they've done enough voice work for DC projects. There's got to be some kind of DC cartoon where they're in the same movie. God. There's got to be. Just call the movie Deep Voices, and it's just Ron Perlman and Clancy Brown just talking to each other. Just reading the phone book or something, you know? (laughs) Well, yeah, there you go. There was my Gimli, Ron Perlman. I don't hate it. I really don't. I, um, I I mean, I like my pick better, but that's just me because I'm... Again, I don't disagree with your pick. Yeah. And like like you said, I don't and I don't hate Ron Perlman because as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, I could see Ron Perlman swinging five axes, uh, throwing now, sorry now throwing could, two of them. Now and... I could definitely see Ron Perlman in in The Hobbit as um oh crap I forget what his name is the, the Dwalin yeah Dwalin yep. yes yes I could definitely see him in that. I can also, I am also fine with uh, Ron Perlman playing a villainous character. Yeah. Um, Ron Perlman as uh, Saruman with Clancy Brown as as Gandalf. Oh, God. Great. Wow. That'd be great. Be, that would just be, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so there you go. I, didn't, I don't know if, I, I don't know if you want me to jump the shark or if we want Scott to share his Legolas first or. Not necessarily jump the shark, but jump to Legolas. He is our last character. Yeah. Well, unless, unless, is there any more Gimli talk? Everyone good with Gimli's? I'm good with Gimli's. I, I've right. got a couple more characters outside of the Fellowship, but yeah, I, we, we've got a we've got a little yeah. time left for, yeah, for yeah, bonus yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um. So, like I said, my Gimli matches with my Legolas. Okay. And and you guys might roll your eyes at this, but they already have chemistry. They've already done a project together for a long time. Uh, my pick for Legolas was Kit Harrington. Shut up. Kit Harrington. Get out. <laughs> what? Jon Snow is Kit Harrington. He's got that pretty boy face. He's got chemistry with Gimli. He, I think he'd be fine as Legolas. I knew he was going to pop up on your list. You got a heart on for Kit Harrington, don't you? Hang no. on, hang you on. You can admit it, Jay. You can admit it. He's dreamy. Hang on, Kit Harrington. Is that the actor name or the character name? No, That's no. The, the character is Jon Snow. Yeah. Kit John Harrington Snow. is the actor. Hang on. Oh, there it is. Okay, got it. Because, like, I see, like, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I cast it against Gimli. They already have chemistry. They have a good chemistry together. I think Kit Harrington can kind of have that like sort of I mean yeah undermining humor that Legolas has every once in a while. I'm not opposed to it. I, 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 and it's not who I would cast obviously, but 
Uh, I'm John. Shocked. John's against it a thousand percent. Your Tormund Giants thing was genius, and it, it makes up for your John Snow casting. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how. We don't all have to agree. Wow, it's harsh, John. Harsh. All right. So who who is your Legolas then, John? So originally I had Taron Egerton, and then I remembered he already played Robin Hood, so that took him out of the running. Uh-huh. Um. So, and this is also kind of out of the box. Um, he's older than I thought he was, uh, which I, I hope helps me in this. Um, he is mostly known for one big role he did, but he's also done a lot of great work and stuff like um, Hacksaw Ridge, Social Network. Uh, he was great in The Eyes of Tammy Faye last year. This would mean I have two Spider-Men in one movie. I cast Andrew Garfield as Legolas. And you're giving me shit about uh, fucking Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah, I am giving you shit about putting Jon Snow in Lord of the Rings. But but Andrew Garfield's okay as Legolas. Yeah, yeah. And guess guess who I'm gonna put as? Uh, um, wow, I thought of I just lost all character names now. <coughs> um, precious. What the fuck is that? Toby Maguire. Are you gonna make yeah. Toby Maguire get? Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, Smeagol. Yeah, the f- what the <laughs> hell is that character's name? Smeagol. Um, no, the uh, Smeagol's the other one. Scott, help us out. We're, we're drawing blanks on stuff. It's it's embarrassing. Gollum. Gollum. God damn it. Yeah. So you're gonna have all three Spider-Man in your movie? No, but I, it was a funny joke. Okay. I. Hey, it worked wonders for that Spider-Man movie. So we just advertised that. Hey, all the Spider-Men are back together again, and we'll make a billion dollars like Spider-Man did. Right? That's how that works. Right? Listen, I just I no Andrew Garfield. Yes, first of all, he deserves a movie where he gets to do his own accent. Um, after listening to him try to do a southern accent for two hours in uh, Eyes of Timmy Faye, and he's another actor again. The charisma just oozes off this guy. So him, he could do legless in his sleep. Um, and again, my Ron or my Gimli was Ron Perlman, and the two of them. Jay hates. I get it. I hated your pick. You gotta hate mine. It's fine. No, I just, I honestly cannot see Andrew Garfield as Legolas. I really can't. I, you oh, know, put a, blonde, put a blonde wig on him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I have to agree with the doc on this one. I can't see John uh, or Garfield, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> John Boyega, <laughs> <laughs> John Boyega Garfield as, uh, as Legolas. Yeah, I can't see that guy either, Scott. I don't know who that is, but. <laughs> It just I just got an image of John Boyega as Garfield. Like, <laughs> I hate Mondays. Uh, I mean, I just. All right, Scott, and, give us a good leg of this. And once again, it, it comes down to what I've seen the roles. I've seen him in roles before. You know, he, he has that 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 choppy acting style. I'm just not getting it. I'm sorry. He may surprise us. I don't know. I'm I'm just not getting it. Um, Again, he wasn't my first poet choice. I, I originally had Taron Egerton, and I I forgot he was in that stupid fucking Robin Hood movie. So in my mind, that took him out of the running. So, but you know, it doesn't have to take him out of the running because you it know, does him in my being, mind. In, in, him being Legolas could redeem him for that stupid fucking Robin Hood. Movie. His archery skills are pretty cool in that movie, but uh, I just. Uh... I just well, like Taryn Egerton, so there you go. So, yeah, go ahead. So, so Scott, what's your so, Legolas? Yeah. For Legolas, um, 
I'm going to go with somebody you probably will not know by name. Um, it's okay, I've, I've got the Google ready. You've got the Google ready. All right, well, get the Google ready. Because I've been watching uh, 1883 here recently, um, which is the prequel series to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. It's an old west. It's set uh, in the year, um, I forget what year. But 1883? No, that's not it. Um, 1792. There you go. 1420. <laughs> um, but one of the primary characters in season one um, uh, is, is is a nice little cowboy. Uh, he's he, But he's got wonderful charisma and stuff. And if you look at his pictures, you know, outside of 1883 when he's not in costume and everything, he doesn't have the scruffy beard. Uh, I think he could pull off Legolas quite well. And that is a actor uh, called Eric Nelson. I think his name is Nelson, Is if I'm pronouncing that right. It could be Nielsen, I'm not sure. Um, played Ennis in, uh, in, in 1883. Um, that's who I would go with. Uh, largely unknown at this point. He's still young in his career. Um, but yeah, that, that's who I would go with for Legolas. I uh, see his picture. Like I'm looking at his picture. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's right. As soon as you get away from him with the long hair and the beard from the yeah. show. Yeah. 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 You get away from his him in costume for 1883, and you could definitely see him as Legolas. I, I think his charisma and everything, I, I, I think this is an actor I think we're going to see uh, good things from coming coming in the future. Once it, it provided he can he can shake the persona of his first breakout role, um, which is something that plagues most Hollywood actors, obviously. Um and so, now, now if 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 you know him and Carl fucking Urban as is Gimli, you know if 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 Carl Urban takes him under his wing and he listens to what Carl Urban has to say, I think you're gonna see big things from him. Uh, so we've got a pick that John hates and a pick that I hate, and then one that we're kind of all okay with. So I, I I feel better about Scott's pick than any of my own picks. So I like Scott's pick, but I also like my pick. So because you're in love with Jon Snow, you're not allowed to like your pick. You know, you know, it's better than Andrew Garfield. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where John unfriends me for life. No, not for life. Just until Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Just until next Wednesday. <laughs> when we have to record again. Uh, all right. That concludes the fellowship. So we're going to just randomly throw out. Uh, did anyone have any? Because I'm sure you're like me. And as you were coming across actors and things, you're like, oh, yeah, I like them. I don't think I like them for that character. But, oh, they'd be cool as this role. I uh, I have one, John. Okay. What you got? Okay. And I just want to throw this out there. This is based off of the fact that I picked Gandalf as my, or Gary Oldman as my Gandalf. Okay. 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 And I thought to myself, that wizard fight between Sauron and Gandalf was pretty awesome. And what would make it more awesome is a really awesome person playing Sauron. Mm-hmm. So my bonus character is Sauron. Okay. And who's your pick? My bonus 
pick for the person playing Saruman? Stephen Lang. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> you stole my Stephen Lang. I feel like Jay just did that after we talked about Stephen Lang before the show started. No, no. I said I was coming up with this list and I was like, oh, shit. Because I remember Scott saying something about Stephen Lang as Gandalf. And I was like, no, he'd be fucking badass as Soromon. And then could you yeah. imagine the conversation between Stephen Lang, Soromon, and Gary Oldman, Gandalf? Like That'd be cool, but I'm, I'm, I still like the uh, impromptu Clancy Brown as Gandalf and Ron Perlman as Saruman. That that would be good too. Yes, I'm not disagreeing with that. But that was I'm just saying that was my yeah. Stephen I, Lang is Saruman. Judging by Scott's reaction, I think he's going to agree with you on this. Yeah, one. I I was with you, Jay. I, I you know we had we had spitballed back and forth, and we talked and we chatted and everything. And at some point, Stephen Lang as Gandalf had come up, and when I was thinking about it, I'm like. Oh shit! No, he really needs to be a villain. Stephen Lang is awesome, and God, Stephen Lang is Saruman, which is be beautiful. You know, I, I can't just, remember I, Scott. Who was your? Who'd you pick for Gandalf? Did uh, you have a Gandalf? It was, it was Gary Oldman. You stole that one too, you fucker. So you and I had the <laughs> same idea as Gary yes. Oldman versus Stephen Lang. Like, yes. yes, we did. God. See, and if we redid this movie, I would extend that fight out, like, just so that we could have more Gary Oldman and Stephen Lang against... So we're just gonna have an entire movie of Gary Oldman and just, Stephen Lang just, just fighting? Just that does sound like a Jason movie. Just eventually to the point where they're just throwing fists at each other. They're just out there throwing hands. There has to be a moment where they both just go... Just put up a finger, just just, just you know, like one, one, one second, and it's like they're both breathing heavy for like a solid like thirty seconds, <laughs> catching their breath. I'm like, okay, you good? I'm good. All right, here we go. And like, like the, yes. the music drops out. Like, hold on, just, just hold. Just give me a sec. Okay, Ray, just, hard, hard, hard. Let's do this. Okay, here we go. Just absolutely beating the shit out of each other for yes. a straight half an hour of. God, yes. All right. Scott, do you have any other picks or did Jay steal them all? No, I got one other. Okay. Um, uh, when I was thinking about casting and everything, because if you look at it, in all honesty, um, the Lord of the Rings kind of is a sausage fest. Yep. There's, there's not a lot of female roles in this movie. Most of Tolkien is a sausage fest. It is. It is. There's there's not a lot of female roles in this movie, and, and I think that is a travesty. Um, and so I started thinking about who the fuck would be better than Liv Tyler, and, and the only answer I could come up with was every female actress in Hollywood. So, <laughs> uh, so I switched gears a little bit, and I recast as a bonus uh, the character of Eowyn. Okay. Um, because she has she has wonderful she has wonderful roles and responsibilities in the Two Towers and uh, the Return of the King, especially that line that we discussed last time. You know, uh, where, where she's standing before uh, the Witch King of Angmar. You know, and and she says, you know, kill me if you must, but you know, 
if there is any way by my actions I can hinder you, I will, for know that I am no man uh, and everything. And there's an actress that I love. Um, she's she's actually been 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 de- uh, uh, honored with the, the 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 number two spot on my stalking list. Um, honored with yes. Because so far, there's only been one actress on my my quote unquote the list, my stalking list, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's recently been added to it as 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 number two only because number one's been there for years, so she's grandfathered in. Um, but Fiona Dorf, the daughter of Brad Dorf, uh, who of course pl- plays Grim and Warm Tongue in the current trilogy, as well as the voice of Chucky and the Doctor from from Tombstone, he is a wonderful actor, and she is a wonderful, wonderful, talented performer. Um, if you've not seen Dirk Gently's uh, Holistic Detective Agency, the 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 live ad a live action adaptation of the Douglas Adams um, uh, book series. You really need to, because she is beautiful in, in her role as a holistic assassin. Um, and yeah, I just, I love her performance and I love everything about her. And I think her as, as Arwen, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the female whom all the males say, you need to go be with the women and children because you're a woman and you're, you know, weak and stuff. And she says, fuck you, give me a sword. And she does whatever she needs to do to, to defend her homeland and her country as a strong female character. Uh, I, I think she could portray that very, very well. I don't know enough about her to argue otherwise. Yeah, I can't really argue against it. So good pick, Scott. Yeah, once again, it's it's one of those those actresses and those actors, those performers that that that's uh, she hasn't really made a huge splash yet. She's around the edges. She's a great character actor. Uh, just well like coming from the loins of Brad Dourif. Exactly, just like her father, she's going to be she not going to be. She is a wonderful character actor, uh, and and you really need to pay attention to her. You know, Scott, you know who I think would make a good AON? Liv Tyler. Anyway, so I had one more pick. (laughs) (sighs) Why do you you try to wind him up, Jay? (laughs) Liv Tyler should have been in The Martian. (laughs) Anyway, so... Uh, there was one other role, and, and they're not technically part of the Fellowship, but they do literally in the film christen the Fellowship. Uh, and they're a very important character on the peripheral. Uh, they, someone they come to for you know advice and shelter and, and uh, someone who's a, a good role to sink your teeth into. And someone who has interactions with a lot of key characters. And uh, that role is Elrond. So when I was thinking of, okay, who do you cast as Elrond? Because you've got to have somebody who can keep pace with Gandalf, uh, both acting in the scene and also, you know, intellectually keep pace with Gandalf, thinking steps ahead, um, and and have some good scenes with Aragorn. You know, the reluctance of the, the relationship with the daughter, someone who can be believable enough, and like if you're doing flashback scenes of you know being a younger badass warrior elf, but then also transitioning to like the older sage. Um, and the name I came to. Uh, came to me while I was researching another actor, and I was just like, 
that would be cool. There may be better roles for them within the story, but this is one of those actors that, like, I want to see them in here somewhere. Mark Strong from Kingsman and Shazam and every everything in a long enough timeline. The, the guy's got, like, a million credits to his name. This is the bald uh, guy from Kingsman, right? Yeah, he played, yeah, Merlin, the, the tech guy. Yeah, Merlin, yeah. yeah I can see him as Elrond quite well. Yeah, he would be a good elf agent Smith. Yeah, I've also just seen him bald in so many things. I want to know what he looks like with a bad wig on. Does it have to be a bad wig? Can it be a good wig? Yeah, fine, it can be a good wig. I just—I don't think I've ever seen Mark Strong with hair, and that's just weird. Now I just want to Google Mark Strong with hair. Oh, I'm going to Google it right now. Mark Strong with hair. All right, we're all going to Google it. Ooh. Oh, that is, uh-huh. There is a pretty good picture of it. Wow, I typed in Mark Strong, I... and the number one search is with hair. <laughs> hmm. Hang on, I, wow. There's a picture, I came across a picture of Mark Strong, and looks like Daniel Craig. And Mark Strong has long hair and... Uh, some wicked chops, and Daniel Craig also has long hair and wicked I, chops. I, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I see that as well. <laughs> wow. This... All right. Well, there you go. I don't, I don't know what to make of this. Kids, you can play at home. Get your <laughs> smart device out and Google Mark Strong. The number one option will apparently be with hair, uh, and just have fun with that. And look for the one of, it says, uh, Disastrous 007 Villain Audition. Yes. Um, it kind of looks like, it almost like, it looks like they're, they're, they're playing, they're, it looks like they're cast as, um, uh, uh, what's his name from Harry Potter, the, 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 the evil kid from Slytherin that's their foil in the. Draco Malfoy. Yeah, it looks like it's Draco Malfoy's older brothers. Like extremely older brothers is what it you, looks like. You know what it looks like? It looks like the two of them tried to audition for Interview with a Vampire <laughs> and didn't get the part. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, there's our casting for if we were dumb enough to try to remake Lord of the Rings, who would we cast? Um, some genius inspired choices some we're not so sure about I don't think any of us still uh, feels very solid about Samwise um, <laughs> other than Sean Aston playing it again but there you go let us know who do you think should be in these roles what are roles you want to see us recast did you enjoy our first walk down the road of urbanization um, maybe next time we'll do some smaller casts I don't know uh, but until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.